You're listening to the 10-Minute Medic, the podcast for busy paramedic students. I'm your host, Dr. Bill Young. As of this podcast, trauma continues to be one of the leading causes of death in the United States, having a mortality rate of as high as 40%. This doesn't even begin to address the morbidity issues or the cost involved to the patient during the recovery process. These costs can easily run into the hundreds of thousands of dollars depending on the severity of the trauma and the degree and length of care required. The activation of the lethal trauma triad that includes the patient developing acidosis, the onset of hypothermia, as well as excessive non-oxygen carrying fluid resuscitation can accelerate. Coagulopathy may be present as soon as the patient arrives at the emergency department or in many cases while they're with EMS. According to an article by Wingen in Military Medical Research Journal, Uncontrolled hemorrhage from coagulation dysfunction is one of the main potentially preventable causes of the mortality in both the civilian and the military settings. This condition can be made worse with the administration of large amounts of blood products. As such, it's important that we explore the utilization of all options, both inside and outside the hospital, to help the patient survive until they can arrive at a facility that has surgical capabilities. Is the administration of TXA in the pre-hospital setting a potential game-changer for trauma patients? Current research seems to indicate that there are some definitive benefits when given early. Transemic acid is one of the drugs that EMS should take a very close look at and consider implementing within the protocols when dealing with patients in severe and life-threatening trauma. The coagulation of blood is one of the most important body functions that humans possess. The physiological development of clots with fibrin is offset by the anticoagulation process. One of the largest concerns of the patient who is hemorrhaging during trauma is the breakdown of blood clots, specifically the breakdown of fibrin strands. This process begins when an enzyme by the name of plasminogen that's produced by the liver and attaches to the fibrin strands that hold the clot in place. This substance is now known as tissue plasminogen activator, TPA. Yes, very similar to the TPA that is used to dissolve a clot during myocardial infarctions. It's released by the endothelial cells of the vasculature and converts plasminogen into plasmin that accelerates the breakdown of the clot. These endothelial cells are found in the lining of the vascular throughout the body. This breakdown of the clot cells is known as fibrinolysis. Anytime that there's any trauma to the body, a fibrin clot begins to form as a result of its response to the bleeding. The clot starts out as a liquid that begins to transform into a gel-like substance, eventually forming a clot. When the body is working correctly, or the bleeding is not massively severe, this results in a plug being formed at the site of the bleeding, causing it to stop. Coagulation, which is just simply another name for clotting, begins almost the instant the body suffers an insult resulting in damage to the epithelial lining of blood vessels. As a result of blood being exposed to the space underneath the epithelium, there are two mechanisms that begin to take place. First, structural and chemical changes in platelets cause them to become very sticky and they begin to adhere to each other. The second change that occurs is the exposure of tissue beneath the epithelial cells to plasma. This in turn results in the development of a substance called fibrin. Simply put, the platelets form the plug and fibrin wraps around this platelet plug to help ensure stabilization and decrease its movement. 
A study known as CRASH-2 was a research trial that evaluated the helpfulness of TXA. Over 20,000 adult trauma patients were treated either with a placebo or given TXA. Results showed that the death rate after four weeks was significantly lower in the patients who received the TXA. The researchers found that when TXA was given within an hour of injury, the risk of death was reduced by 33%. When the initial dose of TXA was given three hours or greater after the initial trauma, the effect was not nearly as dramatic. The researchers found that there was not an increased risk of an occlusion of an artery that would lead to a negative outcome. The current treatment guideline for trauma centers for patients that present to their facility include the administration of blood in order to maintain perfusion, including the delivery of oxygen and the removal of waste products. The administration of TXA has also been shown to reduce death rates by inhibiting fibrinolysis. One of the major, major criticisms of the CRASH-2 trial was that there was no inclusion criteria developed from a definitive research perspective. Basically, it was based upon the decision of the treating physician who decided whether the patient would receive TXA or not. For some, this was a research design flaw. There are some definitive benefits to the administration of TXA in the pre-hospital setting. Some of these include the cost. Depending upon where it's purchased, the cost of TXA in America ranges from $25 to $50 per one gram dose. In addition, since current recommendations are that TXA be given within three hours, and preferably within one hour, then administration by paramedics at the scene or while en route to the hospital is the ideal opportunity for the administration of this drug. It remains to be seen if the survival rates referenced earlier would be even higher. Hopefully, this will be researched soon. The protocol for TXA administration varies, as most protocols do, but should be similar to the following. First, your patient must present with profound hemorrhagic shock. Vital sign parameters should include a blood pressure of less than 90 millimeters of mercury systolic, a heart rate of greater than 110, or a combination of both. You should administer one gram of TXA over 10 minutes for your initial dose. Mix the TSA in 50 milliliters of normal saline and infuse. If you have access to and are using an infusion pump, your pump dosing rate should be set at 360 milliliters per hour. Although it's highly unlikely that you will administer a second dose, if your patient is being transferred from a lower level of care to a trauma center, you may need to observe and maintain the second dose. This is one gram of TXA in 100 milliliters of normal saline to be infused over eight hours. This may require a direct order from your physician. TXA is not recommended for use in pediatric patients younger than 12 years of age. Adverse reactions or side effects that may accompany TXA administration include hypotension, if the medication is infused too fast, a feeling of euphoria on the part of the patient, diarrhea, nausea, vomiting, and blurred vision. TXA is contraindicated in patients who are allergic to the medication. Those suffering from a myocardial infarction, a CVA, or pulmonary embolus. In conclusion, TXA should be administered to trauma patients who are suffering from severe hemorrhage as soon as safely possible. This is supported by a large amount of American and international research studies that include the Israeli Defense Force, the Magan David EMS Agency, also in Israel, and in various countries in Europe. Can TXA make a difference if given to the pre-hospital arena? The research says yes. The benefits clearly outweigh the risk. Thanks again for taking time to listen to the 10-Minute Medic.